But the Lord said, you will be safe as long as the blood of the lamb has been applied. That's exactly what he's saying to us today. We will be safe. We will be saved as long as the blood of the lamb is applied. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this season of Bible study. This is season number two. So if you haven't heard season number one, go back and do that. Uh, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can find this season and season one and so many other teaching messages that I pray will, will, uh, will richly bless you. In this season, we're going to be talking about uh, Mark the sixth chapter and also Mark the seventh chapter. There are so many lessons to learn, so many life lessons uh, to glean from God's word in the life of our hero, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our Lord, our Savior, our King. And I'm telling you, this just to see how he navigated through life is really going to bless us richly. So we're going to get into that. But before we can do that, we're going to have to look into Psalm 91. There is so much uh, troubling stuff that's going on now in our world today. Uh, diseases and pestilence and destruction and so many bad things are happening. I know in my heart that the Lord wants me to uh, talk to you about Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is an awesome protective psalm uh, that the Lord gives to us, the born-again believer. And it assures us that even in the face of danger and calamity, in disease, in destruction, the Lord has us covered, divinely covered and divinely protected. So it is an honor and a privilege for me to be with you. And we're here together in the presence of the Lord. And we're going to talk today about Psalm 91. So today we'll probably start it and then we'll keep going, maybe in the part number two and a part three until we get it finished. Okay. But first, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much in the mighty name of Jesus for this day, for this moment that you've given us. Lord, I pray that you would speak today by, today by your spirit and uh, that you would open up my mouth uh, to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that in this time together, that you will really show yourself strong and manifest your healing power, your virtue into the life of my friend and I. Lord, we love you today and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm ready to get into Psalm 91. As you see, we're in a new studio today. So uh, you'll be able to see the, uh, the scripture right on the screen here uh, beside me and follow along. So I tell you, go ahead and get your notebook and or just sit and watch and listen. Watch this, watch this as many times as you need to to really get the word of God in you. Because in the time of trouble and desperation, believe me, we're going to need the word of God. So thanks for praying with me and let's go ahead and get started. I'm so excited. So first, let's go ahead and read. We're going to read all the way through, um, all the way through Psalm 91. And uh, Psalm 91 has how many verses? It has 16 verses. And again, like I said, it's, it's a protective psalm. And I have found it to be divided into three sections. Three sections. Uh, verses 1 through 4 talks about us taking shelter and refuge in God. And verses 5 through 8 talks about our mindset. He tells us 
don't be afraid. And finally, the third section, verses 9 through 16, this is uh, where the Lord tells us, hey, this shelter is mobile. We're going to move out. There is a time for us to take refuge in God and uh, be safe in Him. And then there is a time where He says, you know what, there are other people out there that need to hear about me. There are other people out there that's in trouble. And it's time for you to uh, take the covering of heaven with you and go out and tell them about me. Go out and carry my shelter to those that are in need. And we can do that in prayer. And also we can do that just going out, talking to a neighbor, talking to a friend, a relative, a co-worker, anyone that we come about. Uh, because God will give you the words to say to help that troubled soul, that person that's in need. Remember, you and I are the temple of the Holy Spirit. If, if you are indeed a born-again believer, God calls you his temple, his dwelling place. And, and he'll use us to reach the world. So be praying with me today, and let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and read verses 1 through 16, and then we'll go back and talk about it. Verse number 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Oh yeah, by the way, sorry, uh, feel free to read along with me. Read along with me. And let's read this together. So let's pick it up again, verse number three. It says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the, de the destruction that waits at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Awesome. All right, that was Psalm 91, the, the uh, protective psalm. Now we're going to go right back and discuss it line upon line, verse by verse, to really mine out uh, the riches uh, of what's here in Psalm 91. Now, there are many other translations of the Bible, and I, as always, I want you to be uh, cautious as to which translation you choose, because there are some that really can take some of the meat, if you would say, or uh, some of the power, if you will, out of the translation. 
Uh, some Bible translations are word-for-word -word translations, like the King James here, word-for-word, -word, or Young's literal translation, word-for-word. -word. And then you have other uh, Bible translations that are thought-for-thought, -thought. and then maybe some that are paraphrases. This is what the Lord's saying roundabout. Well, when we really want to get into the Word, when you really want to study it, you're going you're gonna to need a word-for-word -word translation. Then, of course, you can back it up with some thought-for-thought -thought or phrase-for-phrase -phrase or even some paraphrases. You know, if you really want to get a, a, a more round, round feel. But I would tell you, start with a word-for-word -word translation and then uh, get a good Bible concordance. There are a few excellent uh, Bible uh, study websites that I would recommend. One is the Blue Letter Bible, blueletterbible.com. Uh, check it out. It's a very excellent resource, uh, and it will show you uh, the meanings of the Hebrew and Greek words, and it really just helps make the Word of God come alive. Now, once you've done all that, or should I say before you do all that, make sure that you pray so that the Holy Spirit can give you a good understanding of the Word. Because remember, it's, one, it's His responsibility to lead you, to lead us into all truth, and to show us things to come. So He is the Spirit of truth and he leads you in truth. And there shall always be, or should I say, there should always be a witness in your heart to truth. You know, he tells you, okay, yes, that's it. Hear that. That's what you need to hear. Or he'll say, you know, you'll feel it. Mm, that's not completely right. You may not know what it is or, or how to even explain it, but you know what is right and, and what is not right. Well, you know that because he, the spirit of truth, is within you. So just follow his leading. All right, so we're going to go right back again, try it again, take number three or four, and we're going to go into uh, verse number one. This is so exciting. All right, verse number one says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So right away, we, we get a scene here of something, is, of something wrong because he, it says, He who dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Um, secret place, we're going to talk about that. But first, let's look at the word abide. He who rather dwells, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. The word dwell there simply means to stay in. You know, you're going to rest there. That is your habitation. That is where you decided to live. You will dwell in the secret place. You will live or you would inhabit this place. So, uh, so remember, as physical beings, we can't be all places at once, at least not yet. But, you know, I'm not saying that, but we can't be in all places at once. So you have to choose where you're going to take your refuge. And we're going to see this wording here. Where are you going to take your refuge when bad stuff happens? Where are you going to be? So the Bible says here, he that dwells or and this is, of course, a choice. You choose to inhabit uh, the, this secret place. Now, this secret place is where you run when things have gone horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. And we're going to see that all through this psalm, psalm. Remember, this is a protective psalm, so we know bad things are happening during this time period. And we know also that we're living in the last days. And perilous times shall come. That's what the Lord says in, I believe, Matthew 24 or 25. Um, perilous times shall come 
And also, um, and, uh, Timothy tells us that these will happen, bad things are going to happen in the, in the last days, but the Lord says again that he is here to protect us. Now, let's just look at the entire psalm again. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So we know that to dwell means that you have decided this is going to be your place. This is going to be your special place when disaster hits, when disaster arises. It says that this place is also a secret place. Now, the word secret there uh, in the Hebrew, it means covering. It means shelter. It means hiding place, secrecy. Now, a secret, of course, is something that is, uh, that is kept guarded. If you have a secret, you're not going to let everybody know what it is or where it is because it's a secret. If something is secret, you don't put it on the six o'clock news. You don't put it on your social media platforms. If it's a secret, like your possibly your password, you don't write it on the wall somewhere. Very few people know what it is if it is, in, if it is indeed a secret. So the Lord says that this is a special, well-hidden, well-protected place, right? He said, this is a secret place. He said, he that dwelleth, or that is who he, the person who decides to inhabit that, live there, he who dwells in that secret place. Now, the next part tells us who owns the secret place, okay? It says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, of the Most High. All right, look at that. So this secret place, we know, uh, belongs to God, belongs to the Most High, to the El Shaddai, to the all-powerful God. Now, so here's the thing. If it is a secret, and if this secret belongs to God, that shows you how much He loves you because He has chosen to share that secret with you. This is a place that is reserved for you and for Him. Amen? So remember, this, the whole first part of the psalm talks about, uh, at least verses 1 through 4, talks about us taking shelter, taking refuge in God. So right away, we know that he has a place for us, and we're going to talk about that today. He has a secret dwelling place, a secret resting place for us. And in that secret resting place, in that dwelling place, uh, this affords us certain protections and certain provisions. So we're going to look at that. This is exciting. It says again, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall what? Shall abide, shall abide. Let's look at the word uh, abide. The word abide means to remain. It means to stop. It means also to stay permanently, to stay permanently. Grab a hold of that. So he says, if you choose to dwell, to live, if you choose to dwell, to live in the secret place that the Father has provided, because it's, it's his place. He's sharing, sharing the location with you. If you choose to live there, if you choose to dwell there, this can be your permanent uh, 
dwelling place. This can be, now uh, the word abide there again means to remain. It means to remain. And in some translations, it means to stay overnight, to stay overnight. So you can choose to go in and go out of this place. Much like the Lord Jesus said there, I believe in John, the 10th chapter, that, that he's the good shepherd and, and we will go in and out and find pasture. So he gives us the choice. You can stay in here or you can, uh, you can stay for the night or you can choose to go and, and come back or you can permanently choose to reside here. And let me tell you, in this time right now, I choose to permanently reside in this secret place. Now, we will discover that this secret place is a spiritual place. It is a place in God uh, because we are still in this world. We're still, we are still natural beings living in a physical world. And we'll have to have interactions with other people, with other things down here. So God's not saying, I'm going to take you out of the earth. Not right now. There will come a time uh, of this great snatching away. Hallelujah. But right now, we're still in the world, but we're not of the world. So he's not telling us that he's going to snatch us out of this particular danger at this moment. But what he is saying, that he will provide for us protection while we're here, while we're here. Now, how long are we going to be here? Another 10 years, 5 years, 20 years? I have no idea. But all I do know is that while we are here, we will be afforded divine protection. Now, as we go on to this, because there's so much to be said. Just because something is written in the word of God does not mean that you will inherit it. It doesn't mean that it's automatic. Let me give you a good example of that. And this is one uh, that I, I use sort of regularly. Um, Jesus dying on the cross happened thousands of years ago. And it was written in your Bible well before you and I were ever born. But when did you come into the knowledge of it? When did the manifestation of that happen in your life? When did that take hold? When you heard about it, when you believed it, and you, you believe in your heart and you confess it in your mouth. You know, when, uh, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. So when you heard it and you began to put this truth in activation in your own life, then you began to see the fruit of it, right? By the same token, we can walk in ignorance of many things that are available to us uh, that God has given to us, like promises here uh, in Psalm 91, we can walk in ignorance, and, and it's there, absolutely, but if it's not activated in your life, if you haven't prayed over that, if you haven't uh, received that, if you haven't believed it in your heart and confessed it with your mouth, then is that promise going to automatically take place in your life? I say no, because here again, this is one this is one reason why God tells us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we're doing our best tonight uh, or today, whenever you're watching, to be filled with God's word and not to leave any of his, any of his promises uh, on the table, so to speak. We want to eat the whole thing. We want to eat it all. We don't want any leftovers. Hallelujah. You got it? All right, let's try to go on. All right, still in verse number one. This is incredible. So it says, he that dwelleth in the secret place, you got that? Of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now the word Almighty there is the word uh, Shaddai, and that is most powerful. 
You're going to abide under the shadow of the most powerful. All I'm going to say about the word shadow is this. If you are close enough to a thing to be under its shadow, then you're pretty close. Think about that. He said, if you choose to inhabit or live in this secret place, my secret place, the secret place of the most high, you're going to, you can stay for the night, you can remain, or you can permanently choose to dwell there. Dwell where? In my shadow. Meaning, I am right here with you. I am right here with you. I think about a father and a son or a mother and a daughter, and you're out somewhere. Let's say they're out at the park, and the sun is up. It's noon or what have you, and that father is standing there, and the son is standing right beside him or maybe the daughter. And when the sun hits the father, or, yeah, when the sun hits the father, the shadow uh, goes upon the child. I mean, they're standing that close. They're standing that close. Even when the sun is maybe at the, at, at the two o'clock position, the shadow may fall a little bit further, but they're still close. God saying, saying simply, if you choose to dwell in my secret place, if you choose to abide in my secret place, I'll always be close to you. I'll, I will always be there. Now, this is a mindset or the thinking that's going to keep us comf uh, that's going to help us to be confident and it's going to keep us secure in uh, these dangerous trying times and this is also the flavor of the entire psalm so maybe that's why we had to take a little bit of time today to discuss verse number 1 because it sets the tone for the entire psalm and and verse number 1 says again we're under if you choose again he that dwelleth in other words he who decides to dwell, to live there in the secret place, that special place, that hidden place, that belongs to the Most High. This person shall abide. You shall remain. You shall abide, remain, stay for the night, or permanently stay in the shadow or under the shadow of the Almighty. All right? And that's what we need to do. So let's take a moment and pray that. Father, in Jesus' name, we choose to abide, or, or rather we choose to dwell in your secret place. We choose to dwell there. And we thank you as a result of that. We also choose to remain, uh, to stay for the night. We choose to uh, permanently stay under your shadow, under the shadow of the all-powerful God under your shadow. So we'll let it be known tonight that as we go through terrible times, and even when terrible times are over, we choose to dwell in that secret place with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to continue to confess that over our lives. It's a day-to-day -day choice. Now, let's go ahead and try to get verse 2 and verse 3, maybe verse 4, and then we'll close out because our time is about gone today. Now, well, before we get into that, let me give you Thank you, Lord. Let me give you uh, some examples of that secret place. This is, this is thrilling. All right. Let me show you some examples in the Word of God. And, and one of the greatest examples we can see of a secret place, of a secret place of the, of the Most High, we'll find there in Exodus, the 12th chapter. Exodus 12, verses uh, 21, 22, and 23. This is the time of Passover. 
when the Lord's about to go through the land of Egypt, or he says that he's about to send basically an angel of death. He's about to send the last plague through Egypt. And the firstborn is going to die, but he tells his people what to do here. He gives Moses a word, and then he tells Moses, this is what you tell the people. So let's go ahead and read this. And this is a wonderful example of a secret place. Let's look at this. Exodus 12, verse 21 through 23. And it says this, Then Moses called the elders of Israel together and said to them, Go, pick out a, a lamb or young goat for each of your families, and slaughter the Passover animal. Drain the blood into a basin. Then take a bundle of hyssop branches and dip it into the blood. Brush the hyssop across the top and sides of the door frames of your houses. And no one may, let me start again, and no one may go out through the door until morning. Stay in that secret place. Verse 23, for the Lord will pass through the land to strike down the Egyptians. But when he sees the blood on the top and sides of the door frames, the Lord will pass over your house. He will not permit his death angel to enter your house and strike you down. Isn't that powerful? Let me read that last part again. He says, but when he sees the blood on the top and sides of the door frame, the Lord will pass over your house. He will not permit his death angel to enter your house and strike you down. He says to them, judgment is coming, but stay in the secret place. Stay inside. Now, what makes this place a secret place? Because the blood of the lamb has been applied. That what's, that's what makes their house special from every other house. He tells them, take the blood, dip it in hyssop. That's a, a, really a plant. He says, dip it in the basin because that, that plant then becomes like a paintbrush. And he says, strike it, paint the sides of the door and the, the top, strike it here and strike it there. Let the blood splatter upon the door. And when that angel of death comes to the land, and when it sees a sign of the blood, it will pass over. It will not enter in, but it will pass over, and everyone in the house will be saved. See, and that Passover lamb, of course, talks about Jesus, because that's what he would do. When we receive his death, burial, and resurrection, when we, when we receive his blood to wash away our sins, we will be saved from the judgment and the wrath of God upon the land. That's what was happening here in the book of Exodus. The judgment and the wrath of God was coming upon the land, was coming upon the Egyptians, was coming upon that nation. But the Lord said, you will be safe as long as the blood of the lamb has been applied. That's exactly what he's saying to us today. We will be safe. We will be saved as long as the blood of the lamb is applied. Isn't that powerful? So that's one example of a secret place. Let me give you another one here. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 26, Isaiah 26, and verse number 20. Listen to this one. I love this one too. The Lord says, come, my people, uh, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide for a little while 
until the Lord's wrath is passed. I love that. He said, come on, come on in this secret place until danger passes over. Then, of course, they will be able to go back out. Just like uh, here in the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter, you're meant to stay for a moment and then you can go back out. Just like the, the word abide, remember the word abide means to remain. It could mean to stay, stay overnight, stay for the night, or it could mean to abide there permanently. And really, I believe that all, in all sense of the word, that that is true. Because as we abide in Christ, we are permanently in him. We are in him and he is in us. He is our resting place and our refuge. Amen. But there are different times here in this life. Well, he will definitely call us away from calamity, call us away from destruction until uh, judgment, until wrath uh, abides and until that until bad things stop happening. Can we say it that way? Okay. Let me show you one more. And then I have a feeling, boy, we're going to have to wait for next time for verse number two. But let's go ahead and go to this one last example of the secret place. Now, we're going to have to look at what the Lord Jesus said here also in the book of Matthew. Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses five and six. Listen to what it, uh, listen to what it reads or how it reads. Matthew uh, 6, verses 5 and 6 says, And when thou prayest, now the, before this, the Lord was telling them also about fasting when you fast. So go back and read uh, before that. But I want to get to the prayer part, okay? All right, verse number 5 says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. Look at verse number six. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou uh, hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in, you said it, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward the openly, sure, what the openly. Isn't that powerful? That is wonderful. So that's another example of secret place. A secret place can be also a place of prayer. Uh, that is a, a certain section in the room. It, it can be a closet. If you've got a, a, a nice size closet, it can be a closet or it can be in your car. It can be in the bathroom. It's simply um, a space where you go to commune with God. And normally it's a, a space where you go regularly and talk to him. That's a secret place. You know, I, I, love, the, I love the movie Narnia um, in that you know, they never knew where the next portal or entrance was. You know, they would maybe open the cupboard or open something else and, hey, we're in Narnia land. But that's not the case with the father. You know, he will lead you to that secret place. He will lead you into that special place. And that place is where you will find his presence. That place is where you will find rest and peace. And that's the place where you will really hear his voice so clearly. Well, that's all our time for today. I pray that you have really gotten something out of the word today. I, I was blessed and I pray that you were blessed as well. Now, don't forget to go to our website at uh, kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can watch the entire series as it's as it comes available. 
and you can also see so much more. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and get this word on the go. You can hear this message as you drive down the road or exercise or, or watch or wash dishes or what have you. Uh, so the podcast is available and also the video is available on YouTube, on Roku, and on so many other channels. So just uh, there are a whole lots of there are a whole lot of ways to connect with us. So just go to our website at kingdomrock.org and you can find out more. And while you're there, should the Lord impress it upon your heart to give and support the ministry, then we would definitely appreciate that as well. Well, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you. Love you. See you next time. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. And there you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.